This episode is with honor and is dedicated to a beautiful soul, Diamond DeAmpert. I didn't know her. I didn't follow her story. I wasn't following the Freedom Room, but it is so like God that in death, there will still be light. And as I now know of her and what she did in this earth, I'm greatly appreciated and more moved that now in light, I am able to see all of what was shown. She touched my heart, even in death. Sitting here just a little after 10 p.m., scrolling on my personal Instagram, because to be honest, I often forget to check in over there outside of the podcast page. While scrolling, I am reminded that life is precious and timely as I stumble across a heartbroken post. Not that it was personal for me, but a beautiful face who had my curious mind in wonder. Why the heartbreak? Well, I soon discovered the Freedom Room out of Detroit. Curiously enough, I started to read and acknowledge some amazing work of the Lord being done. At this time, I still wasn't sure who the pretty face was on account of what I was looking at. A few moments later, and a couple of posts later, I realized that the pretty face was the pastor and the founder. Wow. Of course, I wanted to find her personal Instagram page to see more of whom I just discovered. As I look upon her story unfolding in the delight of things chosen to be publicly shared, I was deeply encouraged by the fight, her fight, at the goodness of the Lord. Looking at what was exposed was quickly admired and recognized as impact. I was moved and greatly appreciated for willingness and courage to not only be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, but the light amid her own darkness, her community, and the beloved city of Detroit. While my eyes were open to see the beautiful Diamond DeAmpert, my heart ached because it was only in her death. What a purpose to leave here in life that even in death there will be light. I am completely honored to know her name, not in life but in light forever. Fly high, sis. Heaven awaits you. I'm caught up in the mix of all the things that I don't miss about my old life. My this was so intentional that the last episode was me talking about my grandmother who was no longer here and just how bright that light was and how important it is to be a light in this earth even in death and so I want to share something with you and I want to talk a little bit more about 
what it means to be light in the midst of darkness. What's up, girlfriend? You are tuned into the She Believe He Could podcast, a podcast dedicated and created to encourage the girls to flourish in their faith. We are embracing the stumbles, examining the scriptures while empowering our stories all for God's glory. My name is Kiana and I'm your host in Her Creative Faith Mentor. Together we are minding our mindsets, working through process and believing in God for His promises. She Believe He Could is a declaration founded in Hebrews 11.1. So grab your Bibles as we read, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Listen, sis, we will be a community of women with faith today. And if you are believing in God to move you beyond your old way of thinking, meet us here as we trust God together. She believed he could. What a beautiful, beautiful soul that I am just admiring. I even found some old podcasts that she did over on the Student Leadership Podcast, episode 85 to be exact. It's called No Title Necessary. Um, she also did another one with them called Leadership Not Dictatorship. And it was so good because man, her light is shining brighter than ever before. And it's, and it, and, and I admire that because as a woman of faith, as a woman of God, as, as someone who desired to leave light in this earth, even in death, you know, I've seen some amazing women go. I've seen my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother-in-law. You can turn on the news and see many, many more, but when it hit close to home, when it's someone you love and it's someone you know and, and you know their heart and you know what this is going to do outside of time, you know, for the long run that this person is long, no longer here for you to reach out and touch and call and text and hear their voice, it, it does something to you on the inside, right? And so when I think about Diamond's light and how I wanted to honor her in this moment, I thank God for the intentionality that only he can provide, the wind that only he can blow, the the space where God will lead you into a pasture and it doesn't look like it's supposed to look. It looks scary, in fact. And so you're just trusting and believing that he is good and that he's taking you where you need to be. And that's how I felt as I discovered this post late at night, sitting in my bed, just scrolling, not really aiming for anything in particular. But this post, her face, her light, I was gravitated to it. You talk about light and how it's supposed to show people the way it's supposed to give people the hope. And so it was in her death that I admired this woman of God, this daughter of Christ. It was in her death that I was like, I want to hear more. I want to know. I want to follow the freedom room. How can I support? How can I sow a seed in that house? Because that's what it's all about. It's about the impact and the legacy and the light that when People in the earth tells you that death is equated to darkness and that the lights are now turned off because that person is no longer here. God is saying that's when the light matters. That's when the light is shining the brightest in their absence. 
It is in their absence where we're reminded and we are touched by their light because why? That is what we're now holding on to. We are holding on to what was our memories, the things that moved us in our heart, their voice, certain songs that was singed, certain things that they said to you that encouraged you, that that pushed you. I even found one of the Freedom Room videos over on YouTube. I'll tag all this stuff in the show notes Because if you're like me and you're curious and you want to know more about this soul and about her life here in this earth, I will do that for you. I will tag their freedom room, that podcast, that YouTube video. They had like a worship night at their church and it was so good. She was a mighty warrior in prayer and it was so realistic and relatable that it wasn't her just shouting at you and making you feel that you should be all holy and thou, but she really met the people on their level. She really gave them a sense of peace and hope that it doesn't have to be what it was. This isn't your typical church. This isn't a place to be condemned. This isn't a place to be judged, but this is a place for you to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. And I got that miles and miles away here in Dallas, Texas. I received that even in her absence, even in her death, that my God, you are able to do more than we could ever imagine. Think He create the ways and in our obedience, we are able to see them through. We are able to follow them. And so this episode is so, uh, it's, it's, it's driving me into, um, ministry because this is what it's about. I pray to God that God, when it's my time to go, even if there's so much more that I want to do, I actually, um, heard a podcast that Diamond she kind of shared some of her goals, her five-year goals. And she had so much more in this earth that she wanted to fulfill and that she wanted to see through. But I do believe that when God calls us home, he sees the work complete. He sees the work finished. Despite what we choose to want to do in this time, despite how we see our plan, our five years, our 10 years plans, God sees exactly what you are doing and he sees what is needed. He sees what is needed. And even in our mourning, even in our grief, okay, because we're human, we're sad. This this is something that's shaking a lot of people, worlds, a lot of her friends, a lot of her family. It's shaking them to the core because she was a mighty one. She was one to be remembered. She was needed here in this earth. But I have a new mindset in death. Seeing some amazing women of my own go to be with the Lord is that, in their absence, they are whole, healed, and complete. They don't, they don't suffer with anxiety. They don't suffer with depression. Cancer is not eating at their bones. Cancer is not taking away their flesh. They are not here in pain and agony. They are not here without their hair. They are being glorified. They are being honored in the arms and in the embrace of their father. There is nothing more that I would want in the absence or in the death of a loved one, but for them to make it to the heaven gates and for them to be embraced and loved and honored. And as we, the living, are here aching and pain and trying to pick ourselves up off the floor, I pray that we see the glorious side of death, that to be absent in the body 
here in this earth is to be present. Come on with the Lord. And so that is what we do here in ministry as believers of faith. We know this life is temporary and we know where we're going is eternal. And we know that when we get there, there will be no more of the suffering that we have had to endure here. There will be no more inconsistency. There will be no more trials and tribulations. There will be no more pain. The cancer is the diseases. The, the murders, the attacks, the things that shake up this world that we walk on, we will be in peace. We will be in peace. And so when I think about this beautiful soul and the light giving, I'm reminded of Matthew. One of the most, um, one of the most popular gospels is Matthew for me personally, because that's a book that I read. I read Matthew time and time again because there was so much Jesus speaking in that book because I wanted to know who Jesus was. I had that encounter with Jesus and I wanted to hear from Jesus. And so right there in chapter five, we know this too well where Jesus was speaking to a crowd. I mean, this was just ordinary people. This was just people among him wanting to hear what he had to say. Jesus said to them in verse 14, you are the light of the world, of the world. He didn't say you are the light of your family. You are the light of your church. You are the light at your job. You are the light to your children. You are the light at the grocery store. Jesus said you are the light of the world. And so that touched my heart when I discovered Diamond's Post because I'm here and she was there, but I never met this woman. I never seen her page. I, I didn't even know the freedom room existed, but Jesus said you were the light of the world. So even in the darkness of what I'm surrounded by, her light was able to shine far greater, not by her own strength and not by her own doing because of who she was and who she represented. God shined her light in places she never thought it would shine. And I'm believing in that this day that her light will go and reach more than what she ever thought she could reach here in the earth while she was living. I love that we are called to be a light, the light. We are not the creators of light. We are not the end all be all of light, but in light and love and in truth and by our testimonies, we can go out and be the light of the world, not just the people in your immediate world, but in the world out there, the world outside over in different countries. Over in different cities and different homes, people that speak foreign languages, that light, let that light shine. And so I want to talk to you about some ways to be the light, how to be this light. Number one, that you have to know you are called to be a light if you love the Lord. You love the Lord. You believe in Jesus Christ. God is your father. You are called to be this light. It doesn't have anything to do with your past. It doesn't have anything to do with what you did yesterday. It doesn't have anything to do with your mistakes, your anxiety, your contemplative thoughts. It doesn't have anything to do with that. If you love the Lord in your heart, you're believing in God for his promises. You are called to be a light. And even when you feel like you've cut the light off because you no longer want the responsibility of being the light, God still calls. He still calls and it, it is up to us to answer. It is up to us to go out and shine this light. You have to know that God calls ordinary people. 
ordinary people. We are not extravagant. We are not just the rich. We're not the the people with all the degrees. We are people who are going out and doing everyday things. I love in my bios that I say I'm an everyday girl from Dallas. What does everyday looks like? I'm your typical girl. I love my coffee. I love my Chipotle. I love reading my Bible. I love going skating. I love bowling. I love things that brings me happiness. I love things that excites me. I love meeting with my friends. I love cracking jokes. I'm an ordinary girl, an everyday girl that when you see me and approach me, you won't get the religious law. You won't get me cracking my Bible over your head because that is what drives condemnation. That is what pushes people away. And I'm not that girl. Okay. So God uses ordinary people to share his message, right? People that need him, they don't need us. We're not, we're not doing this to glorify ourselves. Remember that we are doing ministry and we're talking all things Jesus to glorify God. Jesus says the only way to the father is through him. And so that's how I came to know God is my father. I had that encounter with Jesus Christ. It was like a door open to the father. Because of my encounter of who Jesus was, because of my understanding, because of my ability to understand who Jesus was, why he came to this earth and who he died for. And so one way to be the light in this world, y'all, is to share your faith, share your testimony, share the goodness of God and what he's done to you, what he's done for you. Looking back on your past, not to remember the bad or to uh, reminisce on the things that tore you up inside, but really looking back and reflecting the goodness of God, like seeing God's hand being revealed in places that should have took you out, but it didn't. And so you have to honor God in that way that I'm looking for God in everything that I am, everything that I am and everything that I was, okay? Because we're not going to ignore where we come from. We're going to highlight and glorify God in everything that we do. And so I want you to remember that it's it's by your testimony that we are sharing our light. We're, we're, we are shining our light on those who need to hear it, those who need to believe it, those who need to find the hope. Our love for Jesus Christ is one way to push that light, one way to shine that light. And so this is what she believed he could is. It's a declaration of faith. I want you to understand that I believe because I know he can. I believe in his promises. I've done things on my own for too long. And now I'm believing in God to do what only he can do. I don't want nobody or anything to get in the way of his will and his plans for my life. Number two, I want you to know that we are called to go into the dark with our light. We can shine our light in the light, but let's be impactful here. Let's be, let's go into places that doesn't have light, that needs light. And so when we talk about the light of the world, we're called to go out and shine where it's dark. What is darkness? Darkness is moments of depression, areas of anxiety, going into places of defeat, doubt, fear, actually going out into people's hearts and into their lives and giving them the good news that it doesn't have to look like this. It doesn't have to be like this and that this too shall pass. This is not forever for you. 
shining our light into the dark is going beyond just our church services on Sunday. Come on, it's going be going into the work, going into the schools, going into your family's gatherings and being just that. You never know what one is walking through. You never know what one woke up to or went to bed to. And so when you walk into certain rooms and when you gather with certain people, you were called to be that light. It may not appear to be dark. Come on. It may not appear to be dark, but when you start to shed your light and you start to be the hope and you start to be the peace because you know God is with you and through you, he's pressing and pushing this light that it doesn't have to be dark always. Joy does truly come in the morning. It does. And so we're called to go out into the dark. We don't have to get technical about it. We don't have to go and dig under rocks to shine this light. We have to look and observe what's in front of us right here. The things that God has called us to right now and go and be the light. The third thing is we shine brighter together, meaning that we are called to community. We are not called to go out and be a one man march. We're going to lock arms with people who are believing in you in God's promises Just like you, we're going to lock arms with iron who can sharpen your iron. We're going to um, fellowship and we're going to be one body as, as Jesus calls us to church. We're going to be unified in the way that we love Jesus. We're going to be a community of people so that they see that we're two or more together. Come on. He is there. He is there. And so when you think about Jesus' disciples... I'm always reminded that he sent them out two by two. Why? Because he knew when you get weak, you have another to lift you up. And when he gets weak, you have another to lift you up. And when you start to feel doubtful or when you start to feel fearful, it is with hope that the other will be there to encourage, to motivate. It was two by two that he sent them out so they were not alone, that they know that we're in this together. And despite what it looks like and despite what's up ahead of us, together we will go and together we will come out. And so just know that you're never alone. And so in community, we shine brighter together. Multiple lights are better than one. One will shine, but together we will be, man, can you imagine? We will be a a bonus of light. Lastly, y'all, we have to surrender to God. We have to surrender to God. Like there's no way to be the light in the world without that surrender. Surrendering to God. It's how we live for God. I love that Jesus says that we should let our light shine before men in such a way that they will see the good works and glorify God again. Remember, this is not about you. This is not about me. We're shining our light so people can see the good works of the Lord. So people can glorify God that man, the hand of God on her life, if he can do it for her, he can do it for me. And so that is what we are called to do. We're called to live our life for God. And it takes surrender. We can't be out here living for God and doing things how we want to do them because that's not truly surrender. We've submitted to God and we object to God, but we haven't surrendered to God. Meaning that God, you have your way in my life. God, however you want me to do this, I will wait for you. I will wait for you to do what only you can do. And so to see the good works of the Lord is living in a fully surrendered life that when you go out, all glory will be unto God. 
all glory will be unto God. That was Matthew 5, 16, how we live our life for the, for the Lord and how God is to get the glory. I want you to know that living a Holy Spirit led life, filled life. He is able to shine through us, even in our unwillingness to do it, even in our doubts, even when we're questioning exactly where we are, the Holy Spirit will come and shine and he will shine in a way that you knew it wasn't you because you wasn't even feeling it today. But then the Holy Spirit had his way, not only so the other person can receive the good news, but so that you can be reminded that you're not by yourself and that you're not alone. Again, y'all, I'm so revved up about it because we're called to be this light. And in Diamond's honor, and in Diamond's honor, I am so incredibly grateful to know her name. Diamond D. Yamper, you will not be forgotten. Your lights will shine and it will carry on for time and time and time into the end of this earth. I'm praying right now that this message reaches your heart, convicts you really set the tone you know really move your atmospheres for you to understand that being this light is not for the prestigious being this light is not for the equipped being this light is not for the qualified it's for all those who love the lord and if that is you I hope you are taking notes. I hope that you are fully submitted to this message and that you can find it in your heart to be surrendered to God and live a life that will glorify the goodness of who he is and the goodness of the works that only he can do. God is light. Jesus said, I am the light of this world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That is John 8. 12. God is light and so is his son. I want y'all to be blessed by this episode. I want you to be encouraged that to walk in this light. Come on. It's progress. It's how we grow. It's how we develop. It's how we evolve. It's how we're stepping forward. You got to remember that light exposes the darkness. Light allows something to be seen, something to be revealed. And I am hoping and I am praying that it's the Lord's hand, that it's the Lord's hand and the works that he is calling people to. And so I want you to be encouraged, girlfriend, that we are called to be this light. And in the midst of death, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of grief, come on, in mourning, that God still calls. And I hope your hearts are open and receptive to being the light of the world. So until next time, girlfriend, holla.